This is Mom Nom, brought to you by Colorado Christian University and the Mops Podcast Network. Our mission is to create snackable content that invites women like you to participate in encouraging, validating, and inspiring other moms as we embrace the chaos together. I want to share a blog post with our listeners today from the Mom Co. I don't know if you guys knew, but Mops, now the Mom Co, has a blog. And this blog post is titled Saving the Family Dinner, and it was written by a staff member of the Mom Co. Do you feel like a five o'clock family dinner only happens in black and white television scenes and from shows like Leave It to Beaver and I Love Lucy? While a made-from-scratch rump roast might be a relic of the past, the need for your family to sit around a table together is not. Research across the decades tells us that children's emotional and physical wellness hugely benefits from consistent mealtimes with their parents. But none of us are June Cleaver, and family models and weekly rhythms have certainly evolved since the 1950s. So here are some modern mom ways to make sure your family is being fed in more ways than one. Dine and dash. No, no, we don't mean walking out on your check at a restaurant. We know that families with older kids often need to eat between point A and point B. But no one is connecting if you're just grabbing a protein bar for yourself and pulling into two different fast food restaurants and a gas station to feed the rest of the family, only to watch everyone scarf it down from the rearview mirror of your minivan. Instead, scope out a spot you can actually stop and eat together. Sitting together, even if it's at a grocery store buffet cafe after an away game, gives you that precious space in time to make eye contact and ask each other the questions that are a little more important than, do you want fries with that? Call in your sous chefs. If you do dine at home, remind your family that you didn't train to be a short order cook and you need everyone reporting for duty. Part of the family fun can be prepping together, and when moms wear 30 different hats on any given day, it's time to share your chef hat with anyone in the house who's safe with a paring knife. Simplify with a snack. Don't stress about what you're eating as long as you eat it together. Toddlers go on food strikes, and you might be a vegan married to a guy who won't sit down unless there's meat involved. But the secret sauce of family meals has nothing to do with the food and everything to do with looking at and listening to your people. So find anything that works as a reason to sit down with your crazy crew and serve it up. A Saturday fruit salad drenched in purple gogurt after nap time? Perfect. Weeknight s'mores in the microwave before screen time? Done and done. You may not be that vintage mom in an ironed apron with her lipstick on before breakfast, holding out the fresh orange juice as your kids come down the stairs, thank goodness, but you'll be the woman who's always got a firm grip on the health and heart of her home, making mindful choices to stop long enough to sit together, see each other, and say bon appetit at least a few times a week. That is so good. I do feel like my family growing up really prioritized like dinner around the dinner table most nights, even into teenagerhood and such like that was just a priority. And I have tried so hard to continue that. And it does feel important. Like even the difference of us eating in front of a show versus eating around the dinner table is so big. And sometimes I think I make it up in my mind to take longer than it does. But sometimes it's just even for dinner, like 15 minutes that everybody's gathered together. So it's not like a big production but it's just like we've recently instituted a no cell phone rule so like it's no cell phones it's undistracted time to just be staring at one another (laughs) and hopefully talking and hopefully talking always (laughs) talking that's true there is always talking but 
it is unique in that I can't think of another format. Like when you're writing in the car, I do have great conversations with the kids, but you're not face to face and it's not the whole family. Usually it's me like driving one of the kids or two of the kids, but hubby's not there. So it does feel like a unique, like precious gift of time. And we try even to do breakfast together, at least in pairs. So like my husband does my son because they both get up earlier and I usually do my daughter because we sleep in a little later. I just, I know how hard it is to carve out this time, but I do feel like it's precious moments that we get. Well, and there's something so unique about sharing a meal with other people yes, too. Yes. And yeah, I'm not quite sure how to articulate the uniqueness of that, but there's power in that. And I think it's important, the point that was made over, it doesn't matter what you're serving. I think so many times as moms, we get so caught up in making sure we have the perfect well-balanced meal every single night. And it's less about what you're feeding them and more about the experience itself. And are you creating space for that fellowship with your family? And, you know, whether it's a pot roast or a toddler charcuterie board for dinner. Yes. Yes. It's, it's okay. And it's okay if you don't always have a five course meal for your family every night. Sometimes you just got to throw a lasagna in the oven and call it good. But the important thing is that you're sitting together and you're talking about your day and you're engaging with each other. Yes, totally agree. I also, and I think this is certainly unique to me, but I am lazy and I made a line a very long time ago that I did not cook multiple meals for people like that. Like dinner was one meal and we didn't like subdivide out meals based on different people's requests. And that interestingly, it hasn't played out with a lot of resistance. Like I don't get a lot of resistance. Of course, sometimes like the kids take smaller portions of salad than I wish they would, but they do great with the protein. Like usually I serve a vegetable, a starch and a protein and two out of the three, the kids always are really good with. And then the third is kind of feels like a bonus option depending on the meal. So I think simplification, even at the level of how many things you feel like you have to put on the table is it doesn't need to be a seven course meal. It doesn't need to be a different thing for each person according to their tastes. Like we're not restaurants. Exactly. Although I will argue unless you have a toddler because the struggle is real, at least for me. I My daughter is such a picky eater and I, I know at some point you you have to put your foot down and you can't just give in to what they want. But I know there is an age range where it's acceptable to give them choices and let them make a choice because otherwise they don't eat. They go like like the blog post said, they go on hunger strike yeah. if they don't like what's put in front of them. And it's so frustrating. My daughter won't eat a vegetable to save her life. And <laughs> yeah, it's. It's awful. I'm just praying that as she matures, she will grow out of that and we can start setting some of those boundaries. But at four years old, it just kind of is what it is. And (laughs) we're making do the best we can. Well, and you make a good point because even as you're like introducing foods and like different stages of even like how things are cut and all of the particulars that have to happen, there are different seasons where that looks different. But we always pulled the high chair up to the table and we all ate at the same time. And we all like, it wasn't mm-hmm. split meals, which I know some people do split meals where like the adults eat separate from the kids. Um, that was not, 
I totally get it from a logistical standpoint and like your ability to eat and feed a kid at the same time is pretty impossible. But just thinking of, it's interesting, like these small intentional choices are really what I think adds up to be the major things. Like I love vacations and we love traveling and that is some of the sweetest time with our family. But what brings us up really is the everyday things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that connection and fellowship with your family. Critical. That's so valuable. Yeah. Like that, that we have kind of the gift of now I do love food. So this is coming from a person who loves food, but like the <laughs> gift of getting to eat three to six times a day and to use that as an opportunity of something like our bodies physically need, but the opportunity to do that in community with one another, I just feel like is what we were designed for. Thanks for listening to Mom Nom. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you have a success, fail, challenge, or mom hack you'd like to share with us, visit momnom.org. This podcast is made in partnership with Mops International and Colorado Christian University. Moms thrive when connected to a Mops group. Moms succeed when pursuing their passion with up to 30% savings toward an online degree with CCU. Learn more at momnom.org.